really is that. It's yeah. being open to the things that you're exposed to. Um, I'm not saying that you have to say yes to everything because mm -hmm. as you develop as and grow as an artist and a creative, obviously you are going to lean towards certain things that resonate more and align with you. Hi friends, you're listening to Art and Magic, a podcast where we connect all things practical, magical, and really real when it comes to walking the artist path. I'm your host, Devin Walls, painter, mentor, and dreamer. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's get into today's episode. Hi friends, welcome back to the show. If you're listening in real time, happy September. Can't believe we survived this long, but here we are. So I'm reflecting a little bit on the month of August, and I do have two exciting things that happened that I want to share with you all. One was that I released a new collection of paintings called Somewhere I'd Rather Be. And most of these were created during the heaviest periods of COVID and quarantine um, that happened in the spring, and were really inspired by this desire to want to escape. Like, I'm an escapist person, and... I decided to really use that. I drew on ideas of utopia and fictional places and board games I loved as a child and what I used to imagine heaven might be like when I was growing up and, and thought in that sort of framework. And it ended up being real medicine for me throughout this time, both in the creation process and in getting to release and share them. And something I feel called to say about that for beginner artists who might be afraid to share their work or show it to people is that at a certain point that sharing and letting other people receive what you've created really is part of the process and is actually one of the main ways that I've been able to make space for new ideas and next steps to come through. I find that I can get a bit stagnant if I'm kind of hoarding and stockpiling up um, messes a little bit with the natural cycle. So if you are somebody where you're like in that phase, you're just like hiding things in the closet, um, I invite you to get out of your comfort zone and start sharing because it, it might be the thing that you need to, to push you to that next, next thing. Okay, so the second really exciting thing that happened is I was able to bring on some help for the podcast. Yay! I'm really excited about this because it means we can have weekly shows. So you have that to look forward to now. The Art and Magic podcast will release every Wednesday. And I'm not saying that I won't skip a week here and there. Um, obviously, we're going to have an off season at some point, but... That was my original intention for the show, and I'm so thrilled that we're going to move into doing it. Okay, so about today's episode, it is with Jacqueline Floracio, and this is a super exciting episode because it's the first like real-life friend that I've gotten to have on the show. And Jacqueline and I in the interview talk a little bit about how we know each other, which is from a co-working space. Um... But something that's been so cool about being friends with Jacqueline is that we are very different artists who make money doing very different things. Um, and so there's been a lot of opportunity to learn from each other. And I know we've we've both really had that experience in being friends. So something I kind of want to just highlight is the importance of that as an artist. Um, like maybe don't just surround yourself with artist friends who do things just the way you do um, with the exact same goals and the 
same style category, um, it's given both of us a really great opportunity to like ask questions and learn skills and just have somebody look at your work who's coming from a different perspective. So I just want to say that I've really appreciated that about her. And it's all the more reason I'm excited to highlight the things that I've learned from her in this podcast episode. So I think you will relate a lot and learn a lot from this episode if you're an artist who is one of those people that has so many interests that it feels like so painful for you to just decide on one thing. But then you see everybody on Instagram that has this like one cohesive style and you feel like that's what you have to have in order to have a successful and fulfilling art career. And I think what Jacqueline shares and what Jacqueline is an example of is that that's not true. She has really embraced her ability to do many different styles and her interests and many different things. And I've really personally seen how that's been such an advantage for her in having a consistent business. So um, if you relate to that, you'll learn a lot from this. Um, Personal highlight for me in the conversation was actually something she shared uh, in the very end when we were talking about her skills and her practices and how she upkeeps them. She said some really cool things about the power of observation. So um, if you're somebody who just constantly wants to improve, which I think a lot of us want to, listen out for her tips that she shares there. So if you don't already know her, Jacqueline Floresio is an eclectic artist from Southern California. She considers herself a, quote, jack of all trades because of her deep love for all art. Her work incorporates a mixture of illustration, graphic design, and lettering, which is the perfect combination for any kind of project from wedding invitations to logo design. She's known for her colorful storytelling illustrations and is inspired by everything, music, food, nature, culture, and people. Her versatility has given her opportunities to work with different clients from couples to corporate businesses to celebrities. I could boast about her all day long, but instead I'm just going to let you listen to our conversation together. So without further ado, I present to you my conversation with Jack. Okay, Jacqueline. Hello. Hello. (laughs) I'm very excited to have you on. (laughs) Me too. Thank you for having me. I was really surprised that you actually asked me. I'm like nervous. (laughs) I always get nervous before these two. That is okay. (laughs) Can you start by telling us about what you do as a working artist? Because I know you do a lot of things and a little bit about how you got into doing all of it. I do almost anything. (laughs) And, um, I think like my work has evolved over the past six years. Oh my gosh, six years that I've been working as an artist. Um, I like to think that I kind of just go with the flow of what is needed. And maybe that's just my um, advantage of like having so many different kinds of skills. Um, I kind of just see and feel out like what are the what's being needed at this moment or what are things that people are interested in and how can I um, mold my um, my skills into this sort of um, field so when I first started um, I was actually I went to art school 
so I had already graduated from college, but um, realized that I really wanted to pursue illustration. And so I made the decision to do part-time art school, part-time work. And um, that at that time, I, I think like social media, like Instagram, not that it was like really new, but I don't think people were using it as um, like a business tool yet. Like the business um, profile wasn't developed yet. But anyway, I just, I used that opportunity to share like the projects that I was working on at school. And just naturally, you know, friends would just say like, oh, that's really cool. And uh, you're artistic. Like, can you make this for me, like for my wedding? And so like my first project was a giant welcome sign. I had no idea what I was doing, but they just asked me to paint flowers. And I was like, all right, I'll do it. And then um, when it was done, like their family members were like, you should really start an Etsy shop. Um, you should really start selling the, these. And I think that's when Etsy was like becoming really big. Mm-hmm. So that's just like a perfect example of like, oh, this is happening at this moment, you know, mm-hmm. in time. And I can use whatever I know already. And how can I apply it to, you know, creating a product and selling it on Etsy so that's where it kind of started and I just feel like over the years it's it's always been like that it's always exposing my work to close circles and then it trickles down to other people and other people know other people and you know maybe this one person has like a really great connection to a big wedding planner and then they they know who you are so Mm. um it's just always been through my experiences that I continue to move on to different forms of work yeah Yeah. I think that's really cool like letting other people identify what they could use your skills and talents for and then just kind of like following that thread um yeah and paying attention yeah I think that also helped or it helps when you're not entirely sure what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like, uh, well, my goal when I first started art school was to be a um, children's illustrator. Uh, so I, I really wanted to make illustrations for children's books. And it wasn't a very clear path. Um, I just knew that I wanted to do it, but I saw an opportunity for to make money now, mm-hmm. you know? And it also just so happened that I do enjoy weddings and I, I loved how it has developed into something um, like more creative Mm -hmm. and people are just, you can do anything with weddings now. Um, It's not your traditional, um, like traditional anything, like you can go outside of the box and I really love that idea. So it, it worked out. And so I was like, okay, I'll like, I'll, I'll go into that and see where it takes me and and so so in addition to the weddings and invitations and signage Mm -hmm. what else do you currently offer like what makes up Jacqueline's art life business (laughs) income oh yes that is uh, because I know there's so many things so um a part of my story is uh meeting Michelle from Source. Mm. 
and um, let's can we pause there for a second and yeah, just talk yeah, yeah, about yeah. who this is and what <laughs> source is so the way that Jacqueline and I know each other is because we were both involved with a co-working space in Laguna Beach called Sourced um, mm-hmm. and Michelle is the person who ran it mm-hmm. and she's a wonderful creative recruiter <clears throat> collaborator many things yeah in and of herself. she's really good <laughs> at putting two people together or just collaborating with like the right people like she has a gift to, yeah. to put that together so yeah. um so you met michelle yeah i met michelle and again it's like just you're living life and you sometimes you just come across things and i think that's like the fun part about my work and business is that it can just come from anywhere mm-hmm. and literally sourced just was along my path as I was going to the beach and um anyway uh I reached out to her because at the time I was teaching workshops Mm. so teaching became part of something that I included in my services and I taught because I saw that a lot of people were interested in workshops and when I saw sourced I looked it up from that point like Knowing Michelle, she was connected with businesses and um, of all sizes. And so she became a really good um, person to connect me with these people. Mm. And so that opened the door to, um, you know, same skills as I was using for weddings, but was uh, applying it to like restaurant menus and um, creating uh, postcards for like their pop-ups at Sourced and just kind of applying my skills in a different, it just looked different, but it was the same thing. And Mm so um, I've been able to get connected to people who need logo branding and all of that. And so anyway, I just, I've, I've been able to work with different clients and yeah, I don't, I don't know what else to say about that, but yeah. it really is like connections and just molding my work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I love that emphasis <clears throat> on connections. Cause that is something that I've seen from knowing you and, and watching you work that almost all of your business just like flows in really naturally from referrals mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um and also people who have really been on your team like Michelle has yes. been one of those people and I, mm-hmm. I I think I kind of want to highlight that you know for people listening like if this feels like a route that appeals to you um mm-hmm. finding those people who are connected and are good at connecting people and mm-hmm. who enjoy doing that that's like a really mm-hmm. powerful Uh, people or person to have in your totally totally um she's a huge uh blessing in in my life like personally and professionally Mm -hmm. um I just honestly I don't know if I haven't met her um I don't know if I would have been you know working with all the different types of clients that I've had or you know Mm-hmm. these past few years like I probably would have just stayed in the wedding industry 
But um, I also want to highlight too, like mm-hmm. it, it's a co-creative thing mm-hmm. um, in that like you were the one that were, was looking for a place to teach workshops and you were the one who passed mm-hmm. by Sourced and went mm-hmm. in and introduced yourself. And yeah. also a, a couple other things too, like made yourself available and said mm-hmm. yes to opportunities. Yes. And you're also really willing to use your skills uh, mm-hmm. like in moldable ways, I guess. Yeah. Like for different projects, different clients. And you're mm-hmm. also very talented in that. I think that's your strength as well. Like you Thank can you. do pretty much just anything. Um, <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I, I, I really like the willingness and saying yes. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> seriously, I mean, I'm probably saying the same thing over and over again, but it's, it really is that. It's yeah. being open to the things that you're exposed to. Um, I'm not saying that you have to say yes to everything because mm-hmm. as you develop as and grow as an artist and a creative, obviously you are going to lean towards certain things that resonate more and align with you, you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> But uh, if you're still in the like exploring phase and like, I don't know, I, I just have so many interests mm-hmm. and, and I guess maybe that's why I say yes to a lot of things mm-hmm. um, because those things excite me. A lot of things excite me and, but, and that's always been in my favor. Um, again, not saying you have to do this, like it's good to be really uh, clear on what you like to do but for someone maybe who isn't sure how they want or where they want to focus their time on going out and physically like meeting people or you know searching online or whatever like that's going to be an advantage for you because um, you can just see so many, like, there are just so many things that you can do with, with your art. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. And, and something too <clears throat> is that I hear from so many developing artists, um, and you and I mm-hmm. have had this kind of conversation many times. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. I don't have a style. I don't know what my thing is. <laughs> um, and I hear yeah. that from, you have obviously your, your own version of that, which we've talked about, but I'm, I'm not even really thinking of you. I'm thinking of just other artists and people mm-hmm. I've worked with. And I think what I kind of want to highlight here is that you're really somebody who's like, use that to their advantage, like your interest in many things and not mm-hmm. wanting to do just one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, is, has actually built you like a really, um, I guess the word I'm looking for is consistent art business um, yeah. because of your like openness and willingness to diversify and embrace the fact that you like lots of things. So yeah. um, just showing that like, that's an option for artists. Like you don't have to just have this one thing you do. Like in fact, yeah. in, in many cases, work is better if you don't. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, like I said before, it, it's been an advantage for me because I can apply different skills in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. But um, I will say that uh, it also is confusing and stressful sometimes mm. um, because, well, as you know, like as an artist, like 
I'm constantly changing my, um, my interests. So mm-hmm. being stuck doing one thing doesn't work well for me. Mm-hmm. However, I do see that when you other in other people, um, like being a master in one thing can be an amazing thing too. Mm. So again, like, I don't think every artist has to be like super, super diverse. Mm-hmm. Um, and like having to do every single type of style. Like, I think I did that for a long time and it, it, stressed me out but Mm. I think as an artist once it just naturally when you're doing a lot of things a lot of different things you're going to lean toward a certain something yeah and you're you're going to develop a style even if you think you're not developing a style yeah like you're just gonna gravitate towards something that you feel most comfortable with like I can say that right now, yes, I do so many different, um, like I work with different mediums and um, like that can be graphic illustration, that that could be watercolor, that could be lettering, but, um, and even though those things are super different, um, if I look back, I can see like, oh wow, I tend to do this, or I tend to choose this, these colors. And um, I think that will just come naturally as you continue to do more. Yeah, a hundred percent, totally. Yeah. Um, so something that we <clears throat> haven't quite touched on in your large mm-hmm. repertoire of <laughs> offerings is the live mm-hmm. art. Um, yes. And I think that's a really like fun thing you do. It's a fun option for other people who like really mm-hmm. might be interested. So mm-hmm. can you tell us about like what some of your live art jobs entail? And oh my uh, gosh, I'm just give, just to give people like an idea <laughs> of what that means that you do live art, and then um, maybe like how you tend to get those jobs, and maybe like yeah. advice for people who are wanting to do that too. Yeah. So live art is basically what it sounds like. It's you doing art or creating art live in person. And um, that usually involves like having an audience. And in my case, in the, um, the times that I've done it, it's at an event. And so people are passing by or, you know, um, the guests at a wedding like come up to you. Um, one example would be weddings. Um, I'm curious about like mm-hmm. other, other examples of live art that you've done just cause it's fun. And then um, um, advice for people who want to do it. Honestly, yeah, you could do it for any event. Yeah. You can, <laughs> I've done it for an intimate, like 10 person, like dinner party. I've done it for a 200 person wedding. Um, I've done it for a corporate event. Um, and people who want to get into it, again, it's you, it's the connection. So for those who are interested in live art and those who haven't had like any experience, you can't just tell somebody like, 
hey, I offer live art, like hire me. And then you have nothing to show for it. Like mm -hmm. you definitely need to like create like a, at least in my, on my end, um, I've created like a faux, like live art situation. Mm. So, um, like I, I've taken like time out of my day where I'll paint as if I were at a live art, um, event. Um, so usually I'll have to paint pretty quickly mm -hmm. and this is really important guys if you're painting like always try to create content like do your time lapse take a video take photos um those are really important um so anyway i i did that and then um another piece of advice is always start with your close circle of friends. Like, mm -hmm. I think my very first one was my friend's uh, sister's engagement party. I didn't have anything in my portfolio. Like, I've never done it. I knew I had the skills. I knew that I can do it. And, and I told her, like, hey, I really want to get into this. Like, would you be interested in, in having this at your sister's party? And she said yes. And so she hired me and voila, I have, now I have something to show for it. You know, the next time that I want to get that kind of job. Mm -hmm. um, so again, if you don't have an event to practice or to put in your portfolio, it's always okay to create like a faux experience and so doing that the, at home is the faux experience i'm curious about this it sounds like that was before the engagement party is that like something you set up like in a space and you like photograph yeah it it honestly was just in my office mm -hmm. and um i told myself okay like i want to be able to paint a portrait um and mind you this isn't like full-blown like with facial features and everything because yeah I just set that up in my office and I put my um, time lapse on and I challenged myself to um, get um, to paint portraits within five minutes and so mm. I just like took video um, yeah okay and that's I cool. think that that helped me a lot <laughs> so did you submit that like later when you're applying for jobs or was that just practice for you so you knew you could do it just practice for me but also um you know i think people want to know like what is the experience like and when someone's asking you like what does your um like what does the experience include well how does like the port how do the portraits look like it's just good to have these photographs like it's it's through my inner arm sorry i'm like losing words it's through my correspondence with them so like i'll have an explanation of what it's like and then i'll attach um photographs to um that email or 
I can lead them to like a highlight on my Instagram that I, I put together. Yeah. 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 I think that's a good point is like the importance of having something to show when Mm -hmm. you're applying for anything. Um, Mm -hmm. It kind of just reminds me of when I wanted to do murals and then I did some murals for free Mm -hmm. to have something to show people. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. But but it's exactly it's it's a good point to make because I think there's people who might want to do live art or do a mural or do something similar and they're like, well, Mm -hmm. how can I how can I apply for this and show work without getting a job first? Um, but you can just create right. that yourself. And in fact, you should. And yeah. You do. <laughs> yes, that seriously. Um, well, I've been there when you've created like mock-ups mm-hmm. and it's so helpful. Like yeah. um, it really is key. People are really visual mm-hmm. um, and especially people who aren't artists and they don't know like they don't know the ins and outs of what you do. So they're going to rely on photographs Mm -hmm. and visual things to understand. Um, So definitely taking a lot of um, video and doing mock-up photographs of your work, like those are really crucial. Um, Not just live art, but like, like you said, like murals or, I did that when I did invitations. Mm. I had I had to create my first ones had to be um, mock-ups like fake ones mm-hmm. um, because I just wanted to show my client like, hey, I can do this. Yeah, um, yeah, totally. So, mm-hmm. so something I'm curious about is how have you navigated your income and work with COVID, where <laughs> events are kind of what's not happening right now (laughs) yeah so um uh like I had mentioned before like my overlapping theme I feel like with my work is that I've been able to mold into um different kinds of things and um mold my work to whatever is going on. So for example, COVID, um, right before we went to lockdown, I was actually hired to do live art and I was going to paint um, portraits. And so obviously that got canceled and I didn't know what to do for income. And I was talking to a friend and he actually had suggested, well, why won't you like actually sell these individually? Mm-hmm. And oh, like of the course, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I was really hesitant because I never did that. Mm-hmm. Um, prior to COVID, I was only taking client work. Like I wasn't doing a lot of commission work. Um, I have had done that in the past, but, um, it wasn't my main thing. And, um, so I decided to sell these portraits that are typically, um, on the smaller end, um, Mm -hmm. and sell them and people loved it. 
did not think that was going to happen, but people are obsessed with um, mini portraits. And yeah, so yeah, I just so decided to do that. It's like you took your live event experience and then took it online. So it's like, instead of doing these portraits at an event, you're getting the images via Instagram and just doing them mm -hmm. at home. <laughs> Which works yep. out really nicely. Yeah, it, it's nice because um, you don't have like the pressure of people waiting on you mm -hmm. um, like the day of and the comfort of your own home. Um, yeah, it, they've been really fun to make. And um, what I've... <sighs> I guess what I love about them the most is that like the stories that are attached to the photographs because mm -hmm. usually in live art like you're taking pictures of them like at that moment mm -hmm. you know um but with the photographs that people have been sending me to to paint um they're attached to like a sentimental um time mm. or experience so that's been really neat yeah, that is cool. Yeah, because people aren't going to mm -hmm. bring those photos to an event unless they knew about yeah. it or, yeah, just yeah. a different setup. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Mm -hmm. um, so something else I'm kind of curious about with you is I know you do a lot of work with clients, so graphic illustration mm -hmm. and um, like branding and wedding invitations. Mm -hmm. And for anybody who has worked with clients, even just doing like a commission painting, that's kind of a a ride and a roller coaster in and of itself <laughs> and I know mm -hmm. I work with a lot of artists who are really nervous to do stuff like that for that reason mm -hmm. um and since that's such a big part of what you do I'm wondering if you could share like what your big lessons have been um or just like things to know to make your client ride smoother kind of a thing oh <laughs> you know you learn a <laughs> oh my gosh you learn a lot when you first um start yeah um i think most artists we don't go into our career as an artist as a business person like mm -hmm. that's the last thing that we're thinking of mm -hmm. like we're thinking like oh my gosh like i can totally paint murals and it's gonna be so much fun like i can imagine my work on this wall and yeah. people are just going to love it and <laughs> it's just going to be amazing and i can't wait to see it on Instagram and blah, blah, blah. Like we're <laughs> thinking about that side, I think initially. Yeah. But you're never thinking about the legal side. And, um, you know, like you're forgetting, like this is a professional like exchange. Cover your booty with a contract. <laughs> um, really. I think, yeah. you know, you're not gonna get it right the first time um and hopefully you will and you know i would really advise um you to reach out to friends who are you know other friends who are artists or people who have been in um the game for a long time um but contract 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 like mm. and don't forget that like don't forget <laughs> don't forget the contract don't, <laughs> don't forget the contract don't forget that they need to sign it. Yeah. Because it's one thing to have it, but it's also another thing like 
I mean, I've been guilty of starting work without um, getting the contract signed or getting like the deposit paid, like, or I would just be okay with waiting till the end to get payment. And like, you just, especially if you don't know the person, like they can be really unpredictable. It's like wearing a mask. <laughs> Little wear your mask, here. people. <laughs> wear your mask. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so I think you just learn that, like, oh, dang. Like, especially when you ha- are having a bad experience um, with a client, uh, you're realizing, like, dang, like, I should have put that in the contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's really how you learn, too. Yeah. So, I mean, don't feel bad for, you know, feeling at times, but that's just what it comes with, and um, you learn as you go. So, contract is really, really important. Mm-hmm. And then my other advice is um, communicate clearly Mm. um and keep your conversations about the project in as much as possible in one place Mm. um like like one email email, yeah Yeah. one email thread um like don't I mean again it depends on the person you're talking to but um or you're working with but if you're having conversations through email and then through text message and then through like some, you know, through Facebook or Instagram, like <laughs> mm-hmm. it just gets really confusing. Mm-hmm. And, and even if you talk to them verbally, like just don't forget that you should write these things down because mm-hmm. um, if they're lost, you know, like you can't and you need to track like what was said in the past, Mm. you know, if you don't do that, you can get into trouble or like you can really butt heads with your client. Um, Yeah. That's actually, I completely would not have thought of that. And that's really good (laughs) advice because I'm reflecting on some things I've done um, and I'm like, oh yeah, that is really important, but I don't think that's something I I would have thought to say because I Mm -hmm. I think that probably comes with doing a lot of projects like you have. Yeah. Again, I've, I've learned a lot, like, and (laughs) I've hated every experience of making a mistake because it, I mean, it's a lot, lot more work on your end and you just feel all the ickiness, um, Mm. because you feel like you've been cheated or, um, like they didn't respect you or you thought, well, I just thought they would understand that. Like Mm -hmm. not everyone gets it you know like and that's why um contract is really important like just being clear on like this is how many hours I'm working on or like this is what the proposal um entails and that's it anything beyond that you have to pay an hourly fee of blah you know (laughs) um so and changes like any edits to your project even if it was verbal, like, I think sometimes, or actually a lot of the times, I get really excited about the projects that I'm working on. So when I'm talking to my client, and we're both really excited, and you're just high on, like, the emotion, um, 
like you you forget and mm. and so my advice is whatever you've discussed just reiterate it in your email like mm. hey just making um it clear like we talked about this 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 and then continue on with your excitement for the project that but, is really good advice too yeah <laughs> i could totally see that. yeah i've done that too many times and and do it quickly like do it right away after your conversation so you don't forget um, yeah, have everything, having everything in writing is so crucial. And I was actually mm-hmm. thinking on the, on the contract note, um, mm-hmm. I don't know if this happens to you, but something I've noticed is I'm, I'm so much less, uh, I guess I should say, I feel more weird sending a contract to somebody that I have some sort of connection with, which is like <laughs> how I get most of my work anyway. Yeah. And yeah. So it's almost like the closer they are to me in real life, the more I feel weird about sending a contract, but actually that's a time when you really need it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> just stay in the habit of your contracts, no matter what, even if it's like your mom. <laughs> yeah. Send a contract, especially to your family and friends. Yeah. They need it because, the most. <laughs> yes. Um, you really do. And it, it's, it's hard because you obviously love them and you want to go beyond above and beyond for them and their project, but it's too easy to, for family and friends to take advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, and not trying to say it in like a mean way, but, um, they just don't know. Like sometimes yeah. they just don't know. Um, sometimes, and I feel like maybe they think they need, they could get like special treatment Mm -hmm. um, or they don't think, oh, you know, Jack is actually like a professional and she has other things to work on. Like, I'm just, you know? Yeah. Um, So contract is important. Yes. Um, Okay. So one kind of final-ish question. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's a totally different topic than what we've been talking about, but something I really want to highlight about you, if we haven't already, is just how like truly skilled you are. Um, that's something that anybody who has worked with you or knows you in person would probably be the first thing they'd say about you. Um, but I also know that you take your learning and your practices really like pretty seriously. Um, and so I'm wondering if you could share like what you've done to upkeep your skill or if there's anything you would recommend. I know for a while you were doing like a sketchbook practice, just anything you want to share in that department. Um, let's see. Um, I, okay. So I'm definitely not perfect. Um, when it comes to this, like I do take it seriously and I feel like a part of that reason is because, and I'm, sure you have experienced this as well as like that whole imposter syndrome mm-hmm. of like oh my skills aren't good enough or, mm-hmm. or like I don't know we just are we just tend to compare ourselves to like other people mm-hmm. so I guess that's one of the things that sort of drives me to keep learning is that I just want to make sure I know I know what I'm doing you know mm-hmm. Um, 
And what I've done in the past that has helped me is obviously like signing up for online courses. Like there are so many people putting out content. Like it's unbelievable what you can learn on YouTube. Totally. <laughs> um, yeah. So like online courses are really great. Um, even just you watching YouTube videos, um, is really good. Um, and then my other advice is observation. So, mm. um, like I take the time. I love going on Pinterest and just kind of going into a rabbit hole. Um, and I just, you know, I look at what people are doing and, you know, what, what excites me? Like, what, what is it that draws me to this person's work? Mm -hmm. um, and like really observation, like, and I'm not just saying like glancing at it, like it's really taking the time to point out, why do I like this? What is it that makes me excited like, is it the colors? Is it the way they rendered the drawing? Is it, um, like, the little details? Is it telling a story? So um, I really take the time to do that. Um, and then daily practice. Again, I am not, not perfect at this, but, like, drawing or just creating something every day. Um, even if it's just for a few moments of the day, um, just to kind of keep your skills on check. And then, um, what else? Oh yeah. If you're, and if you're really serious about, um, like honing your skills and getting better, like it never hurts to take a community class or two. Yeah. I love yeah. that. I can't wait till we can do that again. <laughs> I know. Like, and um, that's how I kind of started with like the whole thing. Like six years ago, I, or was it seven years ago now? Um, I knew that I can draw, but like, obviously I didn't know everything. So I was like, okay, I'll just take a class. Like, without no pressure of like getting like a degree or a certificate or anything like that. It was just for myself. Um, yeah. So if you like something, search for it, like go online. I'm pretty sure there's something there for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really like what you said about observation. I think that's, mm -hmm. I've actually seen you do that. And, mm -hmm. um, yeah, the like, well, why I'm I'm flashing back to a moment. This is so random, but when I showed you these like erotic watercolors, mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember this. Um, and it was funny what you said. You're like, oh, these are so intense for watercolors, and you're like, it's the red. And I, my brain wouldn't have worked like that right away, but it was like <laughs> your ability to see like, oh, these even though they're watercolors, they're really like harsh and in your face, um, mm -hmm. and it's because they're painting the skin tones with red mm -hmm. and just your like noticing of that almost like you were taking notes for your own practice in some way yeah. um, is really oh cool. My. Yeah. I can't tell you enough. Like it's, I think a lot of people get um, 
worried about copying Mm -hmm. and me too like don't ever copy like (laughs) like you want to be inspired you know um but yeah like there are reasons why you like certain things and it's just being more mindful about um what is it you know what is that thing like the red Mm -hmm. you know like it pops out and like when you can point out the things that make an art piece like great you can apply those things to your your work yeah um yeah observation even out in the world like just looking at trees or whatever it's just being mindful of like what is it that um makes something so interesting yeah um yeah um so on that note it is mm-hmm. time for us to close with ah! the semi rapid fire round oh boy <laughs> they're easy um yeah. okay these are all finish the sentence so the first sentence is, if someone really knew me, they would know. I love eating. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. It has been Very one true. of our many elements of bonding. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. The second one is art is. Art is self-expression. Yeah. Okay, I think I may know the answer to this next one, but <laughs> the color of my soul is. Oh gosh, so obvious. I know, but it's not obvious to everybody else. <laughs> well, yellow, <laughs> my favorite color. Yes, Jacqueline loves yellow. Yes. Um, okay, and then the last one is I honor my art by doing it and sharing it. Yeah, love it so uh where can we find you and is there anything coming up that you would like to share with us you can find me on all social media platforms (laughs) (laughs) um but i'm mainly on instagram um which is at yellow and lace and then i like people to go to my website which is yellowandlace.com um and things that are coming up I actually have a a secret project that I'm working on. Um, it's secret because I actually had to sign an NDA for it. Um, and, I can't wait to hear um, it after this call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm very excited about that. I think it will expand um, my skills more and just open up opportunities for other things that um, I kind of want to get into. Um, And then in the fall, I do plan on teaching um, some art classes um, at this place called Art and Soul Collective out in Newport Beach. Um, And I'm really excited about that. And then currently I'm working on mini portraits. Um, I have a lot to do. (laughs) 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 Um, Yes. So yeah, I'm, I'm keeping myself busy and, um, I'm excited for these. Yeah. 
Great. I love that. Well, yeah, if you're happen to be local to Southern California and you want to go back to improving your skills, like we were just talking about, mm-hmm. um, those workshops will be a great offering. So yeah. that you're doing that. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on and having this conversation and sharing everything. Thank you so much for having me, really. Um, It's an honor and I'm really proud of you. And um, really, like, it's just amazing. Uh, I love all the conversations that you've had so far on your podcast. You really have a gift. So thank you, Jack. You're welcome. Okay, we'll talk soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Yay, I'm so glad I got to share Jacqueline with you all. Um, She's so great. Please go check out her work. Um, Her mini portraits actually sell out like super quickly. (laughs) So I would definitely start following her and get up on that if you're interested in one. They're really, really fun. If you would like to support the podcast, please leave a rating or a review. I really, really appreciate all the reviews and I smile so big and get so excited every time there's a new one. So those are so appreciated. Um, And as I announced in the last episode, the podcast now has its brand new, very own Instagram page, and that is at Art and Magic Podcast. Um, Thank you for everybody who's come to follow along there. And if you haven't, please do so. Um, Other than that, thank you so much for being here today. Um, I'm sending you lots of love and tons of magic until next time.